Welcome to Lounge, Lift, Learn, Real Talk with Black Therapists, where we're having conversations that uplift, inspire, and empower. I'm Lysandra. And I'm Shelby. Welcome to the Lounge. Today, we're discussing um, something. I'm going to go into the topic, but I saw this post on Facebook, Shelby. Don't you always. (laughs) Don't you always see something on Facebook. And I said, we need to talk about this. So here was the post. So the post was... um, about this chick whose man cheated on her and left her for her cousin. And then her aunt tried to force her into going to their wedding. Messy. (laughs) Messy boots. (laughs) Very messy. So I was like, as I was reading, because you know, so I was reading through the comments because I'm all about, you know, looking at those comments. But it showed that a lot of people were struggling with these issues. And as therapists, we see and hear about this toxic mess all the time. So I considered it a hot topic. It definitely is. We see it in our therapy rooms. We see it in our own families. All day. We are not excluded from that, y'all. We are people. (laughs) And so, yeah, drama, toxicity in every family. Um, To to a certain degree, some people are more out there with it and some Mm -hmm. people are not. But I guess the, the real question is, what is the difference between just normal family drama and a family being toxic? What is that? I mean, here's the question I have. Well, you, so you ain't going to answer my question? No, I'm going to answer your question with a you question. Um, is it really family over everything? Isn't that what you millennials say? Family over everything. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> why Why we got to call out generations? Because I'm going to not come for your generation because I'll be coming for my parents. Let's go. You trying but to call me old? Family over, I ain't say that. Family <laughs> over everything. I think sounds good in nature, but it sounds like it ain't got no boundaries. Absolutely. That's my concern with that. And so, yes, I love my family. I want to be there to support you, but only to a certain extent. Because if you cross a line with something, let's say drug use, right? Right. Like, let's say you're doing something I don't support. Ain't no family over everything. You're going to have to pay consequences at some point. Absolutely. So, so basically what I heard you say is that— I certainly love my family, but there's a cost. And so there's a time when I walk away. So I think yep. we're going to talk about this. And so I was reading <laughs> so I was reading the Bible. Okay, this is not about to go where you think it's going. Is the Bible that The funny? Bible is hilarious. Okay. Like, y'all okay. don't read y'all Bible. So I'm going to tell you a Bible story about um, family math. So there was a, um, oh, I forgot his name. Oh, no, I didn't. So Lot, have you heard of Lot? He has the salty wife. Uh, um, yes, lot. Yes, <laughs> did you say lot? She was a salt <laughs> pillar or something, right? She I know was. a little bit about my Bible. However, look now, I'm questioning myself. Was it lot? Let me tell you why I think it's lot. But in any case, um, yes, it was lot. Lot with the salty wife, and they <laughs> left and they fled the town. Well, lot left. He fled, and they went, but his two daughters were with him. Okay, so the daughter are talking, and they were like, listen, Deja took us away. This is my paraphrase of this biblical story. You'll find it in Genesis. They were like, Deja took us away. There are no men left. So we're going to have to get Daddy drunk and have our way with him and get pregnant. See, listen. Okay. So, again, that's toxic drama. The Bible is full of inappropriate stories of things that happened. So, yes, the Bible is hilarious. So they did just that. The oldest daughter went and got daddy drunk and then 
became one with him and became with the child and told the sister, your turn. And so the next night she went in there and they conceived children. Family patterns, baby. That's what that is. Family patterns. That's nasty. However, so again, all of that to say, we all have mess in our families. Um, But what, going back to our header, to to our our, um, example with the chick whose man cheated with her cousin. First of all, cousin, for real, for real, cousin, all these men out here in the world, and you had to come for mine. Really? I'm sorry, sir. All these heifers out here, and you had to come at my cousin. Can we just deal with that piece <laughs> right there? Before I get to auntie. Like, I honestly feel speechless. Like, I don't even know what I would. I don't know if I'm more mad at my cousin, at this man, at Auntie's a different story. Like, how dare you cross that boundary? Cross that, I don't know, girl code, family code. Just That's just nasty. Because I was wondering, and we always debate here. I was wondering, is it the self-esteem of the cousin? Did she not think she deserved her own man? Like, why did she have to choose her cousin's man? I don't know. Honestly, like, I... I don't have the answers for you. I have feelings. I have feelings on it. And I guess my thoughts on it are that she, it was in proximity, right? So convenient. It was convenient for me to snatch up your man. He was looking, honey. So That's true. That's true. Who am I to say, you know, that that shouldn't be a thing anymore if he's looking and he's interested? He's attractive, too. So Mm. I don't know. That's how people think. I'm not condoning it. Don't y'all get me confused with that mess. Shelby said I was convenient coochie. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's All what right. it is. Okay. So it was convenient. Really? Okay. Now, let me tell you where this showed up. Do y'all remember the Soul Food, the, mem- the movie Soul Food? Don't, I'm going all the way back. Oh, don't we always? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And so we had some family drama in Soul Food. Mm-hmm. Um, and Terry had this quote. Y'all, I'm going to mostly quote it. And Terry was like, all excited. I let the family in my house and the family F my husband. Is that is that how she said it? I feel like you're confusing up a few words. I didn't confuse any words. She said that's how they, that they done F'd her husband. That's how I'm going to say it. Oh, okay. You little godly woman. Bless your heart. <laughs> but Terry didn't say it that way. You can go and watch Soul Food and however. Y'all know. She said, they done fucked my husband. I'm going to say it for y'all. And it don't make me a bad person. I'm saved. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lissandra. Get to your point. But the point is that it's everywhere. So when I saw the post, initially I had a reaction like, oh, my gosh. But what went deeper for me, sincerely, was the aunt forcing the woman who has been cheated on and left to attend the wedding of her daughter. I'm, I'm sorry. So for me, this is where, like, all of that was like the fodder and the ha-ha. But this, for me, is where the, 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 the rubber meets the road, where I really want to get serious and talk about the boundary problems in the family. And so when we have boundary problems, and that's what this is. So when the sister, I'm sorry, when the cousin crosses the line and gets with her cousin's man because my relationship with my with my man is one thing my relationship with my family is another and so I'm mad at both of them mm. I'm mad at my man because sucker for real 
and I'm mad at my cousin because heifer, it's enough men out here. You done brought penis in the middle of the family? You know, I have seen this go in so many different directions, mm-hmm. right? Even with friendships where it's like, I took your man, and now the women are mad at each other and not close, but the man living his best life. Living his best life. Done had two vaginas. Hmm. And or three. Don't, don't, or, th- or more, shoot. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he's doing outside of that. And he, he's not being held accountable. And so I'm glad that you said I would have been mad at both of them, but that's not what happens. Look at he's about to marry the whole other cousin and the family supporting it. Absolutely. The family. So let's hit it. So the family is supporting. That is toxic. T-O-X-I-C. And she didn't answer my question. Fine. What's what the, was the difference question? between drama and toxicity in families? Okay. I think drama is is asking me the hard question. That feels like it's more of like the common stuff, right? Like so-and-so done said something and she got an attitude and right. blah, blah. It feels more minimal, right? Yeah. We can get through it. Toxic, for me at least, feels like I might done have to cut you off yeah. because you so disrespected yeah. me and you so crossed the boundary that I had laid down right. that you clearly don't understand, that you clearly don't love me. Absolutely. You clearly don't care. Right. And so now I got to protect myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a difference for me. And there's levels to this. Absolutely. And so toxic definitely is stealing your man and going to marry him. And toxic is definitely the family. And and let's really pull like boundaries and families. We cover up so much toxic behavior. What is toxic? Let me let me call another one out because stealing your man is one. Um, allowing your brother, cousin, granddaddy, mother. Yes, Auntie. women do it to aunties to molest your children. And we keep it quiet and we keep that silent. That's toxic. And let me just say, as a therapist, oh my gosh, how often that happens, right? It might sound so foreign to you mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I see that stuff on TV or mm-hmm. all that happened to somebody down. Th-. No, baby, this is ha- happening in so many families. They just don't talk about it. Absolutely. You'd be surprised how it's going down in your own personal family. Absolutely. And trigger warning, right? Like some of right. you might have gone through that. Mm-hmm. But Nobody wants to talk about it because peace at all cost. Right. But whose peace? Whose peace? And so that's what the boundaries conversation is for me. And so let me throw the disclaimer out right now, because this really is not a super light episode. And a lot of the things we talk about, um, we can giggle. But first of all, therapists, we delve into the deep and the dark so often that our sense of humor is our... Very um, (laughs) cruel, cold. Inappropriate um, at times. But um, this is a very serious situation. And so what we want to say is, though I am a licensed mental health, um, licensed professional counselor, and Sherry is a a Sherry. Who is Sherry? Who is Sherry? Shelby is a licensed marriage and family therapist. This podcast is not a replacement for therapy. We are not on here doing therapy. We're talking about things that should make you run and seek therapy. <laughs> yeah, like, ooh, this was good. I got a taste of it. Yeah. Let me go dive into it deeper so that I can implement this more accurately for my personal situation. Absolutely. So the 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 covering up, and that's what it is. So let us all be happy for the man and the whore cousin. <laughs> ooh. Yep, I said it that way because she know that man was taken. You come after my man, you a hoe. And I'm going to let you know that you a hoe. All right. Now, I done told y'all in the past, people cut 
I cut with words. <laughs> I think this situation a little close to Lysandra. It's she not, reacting over listen, here. Listen, I react. You know, listen, I react. I help my clients. I had a, I had a therapist because y'all already know this. I had a therapist, my first therapist. He would curse for me. <laughs> oh, like he I curse for you today? Yeah. Amen. Okay. <laughs> so he would curse for me. And he would get the words out there. Because realistically, sometimes you really... You, Sometimes it's the best way to convey it. It's just the truth. Some people will disagree. I'm, that's where I stand on it. However, um, it's actually really toxic. And so covering it up. So when Auntie wants us to celebrate her daughter, although, Auntie, what are you celebrating? That your daughter marrying a hoish man so that he could do it to your daughter? Like, at what point? And so what you see in the movies, and this is, for most of you, if this hasn't happened to you, what you see in the movies is they say things like, well, it happened to me and I was fine. Yep. But it, but they're clearly not fine because if you punch me, I'm going to punch you back. We're going to both be hurt. I'm not going to then, I've been punched, let me walk around and just start punching people. No, that's an unhealthy, unhealed person. Because yes. if you're healthy and you're whole, you're not walking around molesting people. You're not walking around helping yourself to other people's property. You know what, OPP? Yeah, you know me. We sung that, but real life, no, we not. No. I'm real life. Did, did, do you know that song, I, I do, okay? <laughs> I do know what that stands for. I'm not saying that word, but yeah. I just wanted to know. Because you know, she, she a little younger than me, y'all. That's all We're going to come for her age in a minute. Don't you worry. Don't come for my age. But, but again, it's the family dynamics, and so they've learned to cover it up. And so if you have been triggered thus far, Sincerely, this is an issue that would really be best for you to work out in therapy. Like we can give and we can talk about this in general, but if there is toxicity in your family, you very much need to go and seek counseling to help you learn how to set those boundaries. Because at the end of the day, when people like this aunt is saying, come on, let's just celebrate. And the people were like, you should go and buy them a gift. Somebody said, and buy them a gift. Let me tell you what I'm not putting 15 cent toward mm. your union with my former man, whole yeah. cousin. I get it. Clearly this family didn't because they have some toxic stuff going on. Mind you, this situation could not have been the first drama or toxic situation that has happened for this family. Right. Right? Like, let's notice that there is a pattern here. Absolutely. However, Lysandra, mm -hmm. what if this did happen to me? How do I begin to put up boundaries with people that I consider family, people I love, that I have always respected, and now they're crossing the line? It feels so, you know, iffy to me. It feels like it's a hard, a very thin line to walk because I'm connected to these people. So how do I begin to do that? Okay. Um, it scares okay. me. Let me tell you. It's scary because generally you're the person, if you're feeling that way, you're the person that doesn't want to hurt people's feelings. Yes. Because everybody, you know what that feels like for somebody to hurt your feelings. Um, so I want to, if you'll allow me, and, and I'm not going to curse, so we're going to insert the word. And, and Shelby can repeat it if she wants to, to really get the point across. But this is how I talk and help people learn to set a boundary. Because a person says, hey, just, just come to the wedding. 
And, and the people in the comments are like, girl, yes, go to the wedding and buy a gift. Just do it anyway. Just do it anyway, even though you're hurting, even though you were stepped on, even though you were walked over. Your feelings don't matter. Their feelings matter. And so they say it, they guilt you, and they do all the things. They say it so nicely, too. They They're say so it so gentle. nicely. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to play back what they say when they make the un—what's un, that word? The un— I'm going to say insensitive. The insensitive request. Thank you, Shell, because my brain was like, I don't, I don't have a word. Um, when they utter that insensitive request, I want you to hear it more like, I don't give a F but, what you talking about. Did you just throw it in there? I did. <laughs> I definitely did, because I think our listeners deserve to hear that. We'll say it. I don't give a fuck about what you need or what you have going on. Do what I want you to do. Really, My needs come first. Yeah. Fuck your needs. That's really what they're saying to you, but they neaten it and they nice it up and they put sugar on top of it and they go, oh, please. Oh, can you just listen? It would just be, that was in the past. You're so much better than that. You're so much better than them. Show them what they're saying is. What, Shelby? I was just going to say they're feeding you poison, baby. Don't take it. <laughs> Don't take it. They but they're saying, eating. fuck you. Really? Really? And and every time I have used that example with people in my office, um, it actually starts the change because they start to see it. Yes. Change comes with awareness. So what? how do I start it? As I become aware that my family is making demands and requests on me, not really caring how they affect me, whether I'm hurt, whether I'm good, just do it so that I can be good. So their good is way more important than you being good, yeah. which is utter BS to me. Yes, I, I agree with the awareness of what your family is pushing. But even before that, Lysandra, mm -hmm. let's become aware of where your boundaries lie. Absolutely. It's going to be hard to see where they're crossing boundaries if you don't have an idea of what your expectations mm -hmm. and standards are. Mm -hmm. So let's start there. Ain't no dipping into my, my romantic relationships. Mm -mm. That is completely, you know, out of control. Like, we're not doing that. Lysandra, I'm just going to talk about myself, is not in an open marriage. I'm glad you if clarified. If you see your way into my marriage, there are going to be some problems. One of them will be, for my spouse, because I'm out. Mm. Mm. I love the accountability on all parts. So I'm just saying, if because for me, it's about choices. I get it. Stuff happens. And I will tell you, affairs aren't the worst thing. But if you are my family and you get with my husband and my husband got with you, that marriage is over. And just being the therapist that I am, <laughs> affairs are sometimes the worst thing for some people yeah. because it's been in my family. Yeah. I've seen it break down my family. Um, I have terrible self-esteem, and now you just done did this to me. That might have been the worst thing. Absolutely. Now you really done messed up. Yep. And so what we have been doing is when we, when we don't stand up for ourselves and we allow these traumatic, and let me just put that on the record, that's traumatic. Mm -hmm. Having somebody in your family um, not only um, help your man leave you, I almost said take your man, but you can't take, help him leave me. You <laughs> Love him. that. You help him leave. Love so it. So having a man, uh, having a, a person in your family help your man or your woman leave you um, 
is really disrespectful. The, the aunt is attempting to silence her. And so we just going to pass the trauma down. I don't know who silenced the auntie, mm-hmm. whereas that now auntie feels the need to silence the niece. This just contributes to society's, you know, role in silencing women in general. Mm -hmm. While men have been silenced who were victims of sexual traumas of Uh any sorts, um, that is typically not the message that society gives men that they need to be silenced, right? Um, Women are often silenced. And so I just want to point out that dynamic Mm -hmm. that, you know, we need to make sure we're protecting our women at all costs as well. Absolutely. And so... The the aunt and the cousin are operating, and there and there are case study for today's conversation. So this is why we keep referring to them. And in, in therapy world, we have case studies. Um, there was no self respect for the man involved. There was no self respect for the cousin, and there is no respect with the aunt as well. Like, because I have self respect, I respect myself enough. I respect myself enough to not do this in my relationship. And so the moment you stop respecting others, mm-hmm. it crosses into toxicity. And when toxicity is in your family, you know it because it weighs on you. Family drama is that person's dramatic and they funny and this one always come into the barbecue drunk and this person always. Blah, but that toxicity is a weight. Yes. It says, I cannot go around my family. The expectations are too great. I, I, I can't be who I am. I can't just be myself because I have the weight of the pressure of all of the expectations of the family. And it is so uncomfortable to set the boundary once toxic has settled in, right? Mm-hmm. So uncomfortable because you're changing up. Nobody's going to like you. Once you set up a boundary, mm-hmm. right, they mm-hmm. might have to get used to it, maybe, yep. or they'll choose not to talk to you. It is what it is. And so how do you begin having those conversations with people who don't respect you anyways? Right. Are they going to hear you? And, and that's that piece. Are they going to hear you? Because I say this all the time. You don't have to convince anybody. Mm. You need to convince yourself. Because if Shelby never gets that she's hurting me, Do I get that Shelby is hurting me? If I get that Shelby is hurting me, Shelby is my loved one, and I communicate, Shelby, you're hurting me. And Shelby keep hurting me? And Shelby means she's not hurting me? I don't need to convince Shelby. I need to remove myself Mm -hmm. from a hurtful and or an abusive and or a toxic situation. So I don't have to live in toxicity. If you're hurting me, if you're harming me, and you're not making any attempts to not only fix it, but to even own it, what are you sticking around for? Yep. For them to do that tomorrow? I am not going to stay in the presence of anybody who continues to hurt or disrespect me. I just will not. Mm -mm. You know, (laughs) I just have to bring up this example. My dad... Man, that man's a mess. I hope he's listening to this because you's a mess. And he knows it, right? Um, but he has a tendency to use the N-word. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I are not comfortable using that word. We mm-hmm. have our thoughts, our reasons. If you feel you want to use it, that's on you, y'all. Mm-hmm. But for us, we have our reasons, right? And so we don't want to use that word specifically around our children. Mm-hmm. And I have made that a boundary with my father where I said, you ain't going to use that N-word around my baby so they can go to school or call me that because they don't know. They're sponges, right? Mm -hmm. Children will repeat back what they hear. Mm -hmm. And so I made that uh, a very clear boundary. And the response was, if you don't like it, you can get up out of my house. 
Mm. Absolutely, Father. Mm -hmm. I will respect myself enough to walk up out. I took my babies. Mm -hmm. We got in the car and we went home. And you know what? When I came back around to him, because I'm going to give you a chance, right? I'm going to give you a chance to sit on that Mm -hmm. and we're going to marinate in it. He decided he was going to hold off on that word. Mm -hmm. And he has done such a great job. And I so appreciate him holding back that word because I set that boundary. But baby, I had to be ready to leave if my dad wasn't going to hear me. Because how foolish do I look sitting around listening to you? calling me in that word in front of my babies. Mm-hmm. Not going to do it. Right. And my dad loved me enough and respected me enough to fix it. So thank you, Daddy. You a mess, but thank you. Awesome, Daddy. Now, yeah. in my family, we use the N-word all up and through the place. That's, However, that's okay. I understand what you're saying. The principle of that matter is this mattered to me, and I spoke up. Yes. And if you love me for real— you will make an adjustment. Adjust. Absolutely. So daddy did what he needed to do. But you know what? Not everybody has this toxic situation or this level of toxicity going on in their family. Something more relatable could be, for example, politics, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like politi- <laughs> politic, politic and <laughs> conversation um, can be extremely toxic mm-hmm. depending on your family Absolutely. and where you guys have views. I know, Lysandra, you and I have a little bit of a difference in our racial background. I'm mm-hmm. black and white, and Lysandra is a black woman. And in my family, there is a whole spectrum of views mm-hmm. around politics, and um, it gets very uncomfortable. I'm sure. Right? And so especially the last several years, you know, you have one side of my white family feeling one way, my parents feel a different way, and I my husband are on a different boat. Mm-hmm. We're on a whole different ship, mm-hmm. right? And so knowing when to say, I'm not going to change your mind. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave because this is too much for me or Mm -hmm. my energy is being shifted because you don't respect some of my identities and who you voted for. That's that's a big thing, too. And I'm sure there are plenty of listeners who can relate to that piece. How do you set up boundaries in all different kind of ways? And I think it's the same thing. I, I, I appreciate you bringing that up, Shelby, because I think that living as a biracial woman especially in the year of 2020 and 2021, 2016, 2016, crossed and disrespected in so many ways throughout your lifetime. So while I, yes, highlight 2016, um, I can also certainly highlight 2020, the therapist mind says that could not have just been simple throughout a lifetime. Correct. And I thank you for acknowledging that. Because, yeah, I would say that we probably have biracial listeners. There's a ton of us. There's a lot of mixed race people out there. Mm -hmm. And you got to kind of navigate your identity, even being a black, white woman, you know, trying to figure out, like, what's okay to be black enough in front of my white family? Are they going to fully accept that? Mm -hmm. What boundaries are they going to cross with my hair? Mm -hmm. Grandma crossed a boundary with my hair when I was little, y'all. She done put me in the bathtub after I got my hair flat ironed. She had no idea that Afro Wonderland was about to come out. Oh. She had no idea. And she felt so bad. Right. Oh, she was like, this black, this black man, my son-in-law is gonna kill me. Like <laughs> she was nervous. Um, but you know, th- there's a lot yeah, that yeah. goes with that. Absolutely. Um, thank God like it, they figured that out eventually with the hair. Mm-hmm. But yeah, families, toxic, drama, gotta learn how to put up the boundaries so that you are not walking around with mental health concerns and issues because it will turn into depression. 
if you stay in a place that is not for you yes. and is not respecting you, mm-hmm. don't expect to not have mental health issues after that. How could you not? Like, because the, the toxicity violates your personhood. It violates who you are as a human. So be, if I were to use our case study again, um, how was her, how was, how many ways, I think that's be, probably the best way, how many ways was she violated in this situation? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's bad enough that the man that I'm sleeping with, so my body has been violated, because I don't know if you were dipping while you were dipping in me. Ooh. I'm just saying. Oh. Yes. I'm clear listeners. Okay. Okay. So you dipping in me and you dipping in my cousin. And what if my cousin is dipping in something else? Because I just think I'm over here dipping with you. Now you done brought all kind of other stuff in the pot. Do you know people have disease? Pregnancy and AIDS are not the only thing out here. You know what I'm saying? Yep. People have lost uteruses. People have dealt lost the ability to have children because some partner has brought them a a sexually transmitted disease. So for me, when I say how many levels has she been violated on, how I mean that is a very serious question. So physically, her body could have been violated. Her mind, her spirit has been violated. When she walked into her family, but arrested, for the duration of that marriage. I almost said the rest of their life. Um, but <laughs> I'm a therapist, and I'm so sorry. I just, you listen, I'm going to just keep moving. Um, I see too much, and we see too much. So, again, um, for as long as that next couple is married, every time she comes for a family gathering, that is thrown in her face. It is. But, I mean— in this situation, too, I mm-hmm. think you were right. For the duration of her life, when she's around her family, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Because cousins around. Cousins. Or and if cousins, they have children. Yes, right? Like, everybody knows what done happened. Absolutely. And it can affect generations, and that can be a split in the family. True. And so talk about how about how—so now we have family members coming up not knowing each other because we were separated. Yes. I'm not talking to them, and they're not talking to me. Now their cousins are getting older, right? Like, follow me. So these these people have kids, but they don't talk. Then they have kids, and now we have generations of family members that literally don't know each other, all because cousin was a hoe. I'm going to keep calling cousin a hoe because <laughs> why? Because she shouldn't have helped herself to a man that wasn't hers inside of her family. It's bad enough to be a whole Can I have a little bit of empathy for the hoe, though? Uh Uh-uh. Oh. I can't, but you can. (laughs) All right. I'm going to have a little bit of empathy for the hoe. Because at the end of the day, she was never taught her self-worth. She never walked into that. Okay. I can give her that, right? I'm not condoning her behavior. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying her mother didn't model proper boundaries either. And so we go back to the family pattern of being toxic. If you are brought up in toxic, it's highly unlikely that unless you get professional help and do the work, Mm -hmm. that you're going to break away from it. That's true. And so I have some empathy for it. I understand it. It's still not okay. I agree with that. I wholly agree with that. You wholly agree with that? I wholly agree with that. And, and. Where's the self-esteem in the man? Because yes. honestly, honestly, now, here's the reputation. Here's the, uh, what's that word? The stereotype. All men are dogs. So this man doesn't even know that that's beneath him, that he deserves mm. to not allow himself to be that guy. Wow. Like, like, bruh, you deserve better as well. Like, if it's not working out with the current chick, 
That's fine. That's, that's actually fine. But then leave that relationship and have enough respect for yourself, enough sure. self-respect to say, I'm not going to dip in her family. There are a plethora of women out here to choose from. And so I guess if I look at it from the angle that you're looking at it, that he doesn't even have enough self-respect for himself to know that he is more than just some dude to run up in women. Like, yes. dude, you more than that. You are more than Very that. Very true. Thank you for bringing that up because we do want to have, you know, some talks about our men here mm-hmm. too. However, I also think about men who are praised for being with multiple women or getting multiple women in the family. Can mm-hmm. we talk sister wives? Ooh, sister wives. Right? Like, let's talk about that. And so it's like, ooh. And then all of a sudden men are pushing like, you sure you want to be monogamous? Uh, yes, Negro. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so that's just that's just something I want to throw out there is that he might be feeling great about himself. He might be. He might be. Or he could have bought into the stereotype that, he ain't a man if he not banging all these women. I think I that goes hand know. in hand. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I appreciate you allowing us to give grace um, and not know their own worth. Because, again, I just, I, if you were raised in toxic, if your father and your brothers and your uncles and they, you never saw them faithful, then you don't know what that looks like. And you don't even ex- have an expectation that faithfulness, you don't even understand what that, the benefits of that. That's it. And I'm always about the grace, at least, you know, when I can be. I'm as not long perfect. as it's not my man. I'm just, uh, girl. I'm so <laughs> I, I'm always about the grace because everybody has a story, y'all. Like, right. we are so quick to judge. Absolutely. I don't know. Like you said, was this cousin who stole the man, was she touched on by multiple men in the family? And right. so it's like, ooh, we ooh. sharing. Ooh, ooh, Shelby, right? you like, hit something. What, what did I hit? I hit you hit something. You? What's going on? No, you hit something. Was she shared by multiple men in the family? It, it sparked something. You can finish your thought, but it sparked a thought. Auntie has her husband, mm-hmm. but he had me as well. Mm-hmm. So there's no boundaries in terms of who I can and cannot have. Mm -hmm. And again, it just, my heart breaks for families. And I'm not saying that's what happened to her, but you got to open up your eyes to what could have happened. I love asking the question, what has happened to her? Absolutely. Right. Instead of look what she done did. Now, that's real talk. So if we were just girlfriends having this conversation, it would look like the way I was having it. Just very, you know, whatever my belief is yeah. and how I feel yeah. about it. But the therapist, when if, if you go to therapy, you will find that that's not how the therapist operates. We're digging. We're wanting to get into, not because we need to know your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, black people, I'm going to just talk to the black people because I only have heard this from black clients. All right. I have never heard this statement Let's see if I can come from white find clients. It All right, what is it? <laughs> well, I just don't want people all up in my business. Yeah, that's black folks. Okay. Black folks, the therapist is not trying to, quote, unquote, get all up in your business. We're trying to help you. <laughs> so it, when you come to therapy with something like this, we are, I, the way I conceptualize, the way I see things is that my, the way I think, the way I behave stems from my childhood. It stems from the family. It stems from what's been instilled, nurtured, poured into, modeled, and acted out for me. And everything we model is not necessarily positive. And so when you made your comment, is auntie had her husband and the husband had her, 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 her daughter as well. They both had daddy. And so 
when you think about the origins, and I'm about to start, like, if if dad and granddaddy and uncle can stay in the house and they can keep molesting, we, we just pass it down. We pass down this unhealthy generational curse. That's what they say in the church. Mm-hmm. Or these toxic family patterns, which is what we say in, in, in the psych world, and we break them. This is where I'm picking this up. How we break a curse or how we break the family pattern is A, and it's not a, not a one-parter, through awareness. I cannot stop anything that I'm not aware of. But once I become aware, that's not the end. Now I have to be very intentional about planning. What am I going to do? What plan am I going to put in place to not repeat this pattern? It doesn't just magically go away because I, I, I don't want that for me. I will be drawn to a molester. Yes. Because it's a curse. So there's something in me that is drawn to what is familiar. I have been bred and raised in toxicity, and I am going to be drawn toward toward toxicity. Man, you know what? This this goes beyond just the the sexual trauma Mm -hmm. in families. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you are drawn to something familiar, let's say you're drawn to emotional abuse. Yeah. I'm not saying that you're going to go out and marry someone who's going to emotionally abuse you, mm-hmm. but you can even be in an emotionally abusive relationship with yourself. Absolutely. Y'all weren't ready for that. They weren't ready. And to be able to become, like you said, aware of it, to have a plan of what to, to do with that, that's where your therapist comes in. Mm-hmm. Go figure that out because you typically will not figure that out on your own. You need talk. some support. We are humans. God created us to be in relationship with others. Mm-hmm. And that is when you need to reach out for extra assistance. Here's the thing, Shelby. Here's the thing I say to people, because we're humans. We're not perfect. We all have issues in our families. We all have stuff we've walked through. Um, any any therapy program worth its salt um, strongly encourages, <coughs> mandates, I mean, strongly encourages their um students to go to counseling because we need to be aware of our stuff. Um, so A, that it doesn't get in the, in the way and mess you all up. But B, I also think we need to know what that feels like yep. to sit on the other I side. Um, but the difference in talking to a therapist versus talking to your auntie, cousin, best friend is that our training and our assessment skills and the things that we understand and know, like we're not giving advice. We are doing treatment plans and we are assessing what's going on and we're helping walk you into wholeness with scientific-based approaches. So please don't think it's fluff. It's not. It's not fluff. It was a lot of hard work. Dr. Google cannot do my job. Please don't come in my office and tell me that your wife is borderline or bipolar (laughs) because I can hear both. Is you're talking to me, my assessment skills work even when your partner is not in the room. So at the end of the day, the reason I say that, because when Shelby says, if this is in your family, you should find a therapist because you can't work it on, on it on your own because you can't. The, there are things that we can see because, A, we're not in the box. So if you look at it like you and your family are in a box, you can't see all of the things at play at the exact same time. You don't have the perspective that we have on the outside of the box. The family is in the box with you because everybody has a vested interest. Auntie had a vested interest in her daughter's happiness. 
over True. her niece. True. And that's very sad, but it also makes sense, I guess. I'm the auntie that's going to get all the cousins and the children together. Like, I'm not going to favor mine. I'm going to be like, all oh, y'all get in there and sit y'all tail down somewhere. That's how they talk back when I was a little kid. They still talk like that now. Okay, because, you know, I don't <laughs> okay. have any little ones. And so at the end of the day, like, I'm not the one that's going to be like, well, your kid, Shelby, right. and my little, my kid's an angel, but your kid. And so when when you're making a difference in the kids in your family, pay attention. There may be some toxicity right there Yep. because there's no reason. I'm auntie. I am the authority. I'm mama. I'm the authority. And so whether it's my children or my children and my siblings' children, I'm the authority in the room. I'm not a peer. I'm getting everybody in the room together. Yeah, I think in general, people, it's so important to recognize your family patterns, Mm -hmm. positive Mm -hmm. and negative. Both. Right? And then you can start being intentional about the family life you want to create. Right. And so, again, we're not knocking families, you know, because they're so toxic all the time. Mm -mm. Absolutely not. Mm -mm. These are very um, specific situations. However... You know, focus on the positive, too. I think there's probably a lot of good happening in that family. Absolutely. But that toxic, toxic stuff, you got to put up a boundary, for so, sure. So one of the things, Shelby, I'm glad you said that. One of the things that um, I highlight in my office, and I'm certain it happens in offices across the, the world, um, is we highlight the patterns in your family, the positive ones yep. as well. So one of the family patterns that... Um, let me tell you about grad school for for psych. I don't know. I don't know about Shelby's, but I'm tell you what they did to me because it was a real head trip. Over at my alma mater, they had us in in the assessment class. Um, one of the people that we had to do a psychological assessment on was ourselves. So we had like a student, we had a video client in class, and then we had to do the battery of tests on ourselves and that's fine. And then we had to write up a third party report, like a third person report. Listen, writing up the report on Shelby is very different than writing the report up on myself. And they were like, and when you finish writing the report up, make an appointment with one of the, you know, core core professors and we're going to talk through it with you, which was good. But one of the patterns that I, the positive ones that I identified in my family was like sister best friend relationships between um, one gen, one gen. I don't know what to call that. One generation to the next. Like my my mother's best friend. One of them was my great aunt. Mm-hmm. So it was her aunt. One of my very best friends is my great aunt. And so at the end of the day, that was my that was a pattern that I noticed. Um, in our family that was positive. Were there other negative ones? Yes, but you're not about to hear about that. <laughs> that's my business. <laughs> but on the flip side, because yeah, yeah. I want to keep it real here. Keep it real. You know, obviously you have to dig when you're in these grad programs to mm-hmm. be a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to ask some very tough questions of family members mm-hmm. and a lot oh, yeah. of family secrets came out. That's true, too. Right? And I'm not going to share those family secrets because, baby, I don't want to hurt nobody. Right. However... I was broken. I was like, my God, how did this be? How was this kept from me? Yeah. And then I started to connect the dots. Wow. This uncle, this aunt, this person, this. Absolutely. Everybody had this happen to them. Absolutely. Let me make sure it's not going to happen to me. Absolutely. And if it already happened to me, not happen to my children. Absolutely. And so know your family, people. Ask the questions. Go to therapy. Sit down and think about things. Don't just brush over things because it's the easy way out. Do your work. Toxic phrase number one, what happens in this house 
stays stays in in this house. house. (laughs) No, no. It's terrible. Like, like understand everything. You cannot speak that generally because if your baby is being molested in that house, that doesn't need to stay in the house. If daddy is going upside mommy head or vice versa, Mm because it's abuse of women out here, um, that does not need to stay quiet. Why? Because the children are at risk. People are at risk. So there are things that should not stay in the house. That's well, not Sandra, a global statement. I work with children. Mm-hmm. And so that statement will stick with a child the yes. rest of their lives. Yes. And so what I will say is I have little kids who love to run their mouth. Yes, they and do. they are very close to their grandparents. <laughs> and all of a sudden, my marital stuff is off to my mama. Right, right. right? And so if you want <laughs> to set boundaries around what your children are going to take in and out of the home, mm-hmm. be very specific with right. it. Like what mommy and daddy are, are talking about here or this specific situation does not go back to grandma. Right. Right. Like right. that is different than what stays in this, what happens in this house stays in this house. Right. And that's the problem is Be most of those phrases are so global. Yes. That like, here's another one. Um, if you don't have anything good to say, say nothing at all. <laughs> like, so again, sounds nice until you break that down. That is where people lose their voice. Yep. Because I'm go. not allowed to say anything. And so, again, it goes back to being able to set boundaries. I get to open my mouth and say, that's not going to work for me. Not only is it not okay that you helped yourself to my man or that you helped yourself to my cousin, I will not help myself to your wedding. I mm-hmm. will not support <laughs> anything you do. Like, all of that. Because we have to look at the toxicity and be okay with, okay, here's the, here's the thing. When you set boundaries with people, you have to be okay with them being upset with you. Yep. You have to, like, I cannot, I know Shelby said that earlier, but I cannot reinforce that enough. You really have to be okay with people being upset with you. Because why are they upset? Again, because they're saying F you. Whatever helps me, not what helps you. And so in setting boundaries and removing yourself from toxicity, you are going to piss people off who have had carte blanche in your life to do whatever they feel like doing, whenever they feel like doing it, however they want to do it. Amen. I like that. And so expect the turmoil. Expect it, right? Don't go into it expecting that people are going to just nicely respect your boundaries. Again, going back to my dad, you can get up out of the house if you don't like it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm okay with that. I can do that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, be okay with those things and keep it moving. And again, if they love you, they respect you enough, they will come back and make the adjustment. If they don't, you already know what you need to do. Yeah. So, Shelby, my final thought about it, my final question. For people who don't know how to, okay, let me, let me say it this way. Do they just walk, do they just ghost? Do they just ignore calls? Do they just avoid, like, how do they, how do they do that? You mean like once the person has shown that they are not going to make the adjustment? Mm -hmm. I think you make it clear, like, okay, we've had this conversation before. You didn't change. I'm done with that. Okay. So until you change, like, I'm not going to be able to come around you and make it clear what you decide your boundary is going to be. Mm -hmm. If you have to have a cutoff, I don't typically recommend cutoffs. And when I say cutoff, I mean, you know, you physically don't see that person anymore. Mm -hmm. If you have to do that because there is a physical safety issue or the emotional abuse is just that crazy that you just cannot 
be around it anymore, then so be it. I don't think physical cutoffs are the end of the world. Mm -hmm. I think they can be necessary at times. I think they certainly have to be necessary at times, but it just comes. If you don't have the tools, the skills yet, like my problem has never been <laughs> um, how to use, whether to use my voice. I had to learn how to use my voice. My voice was always loud and strong. And yes. so I had a mother that didn't silence my voice, but more had to help guide and direct me into using it with purpose. I love um, that. And so it's a, it's learning how to be assertive, not aggressive, right? And so when speaking up for yourself, but if you don't have that yet, like some somebody said that to me once, like, um, I wish I could speak up like you. Well, I've just always been a very talkative, outspoken person. So when you're talkative and outspoken, you have to learn the opposite. You have to learn everything doesn't need a response. Everything doesn't need a whatever. And, you know, and getting and, and being very comfortable with that. Um, but at the end of the day, take the time that you need to build up your self-esteem and build up your tools so that you can speak assertively and not act in a passive way where I'm just not going to take their calls. I don't have to ignore calls. I just don't answer them. That's different. I'm not ignoring you. Oh, that is you. so true. Yes. I'm, a, I'm not answering you. I'm not putting you on block. I'm, I don't have a problem with the block feature. I like block. However, I don't ignore you. I just move forward. Like if you're that person that, that deserves the cutoff, and, and, and again, that's not a, a regular everyday. Everybody shouldn't be cut off. If you need Correct. to cut everybody off, check yourself right into a therapist's office and work through that because you shouldn't have to cut everybody off. You might be the toxic person. If your best friends keep changing, you can't stay in a relationship with anybody, you might be the toxic person. Maybe. Just thought I'd throw that out there. So I don't have anything else to add on that. Shelby, how about you? Protect yourself, people. Protect, Protect yourself. yourself, right? You are so worth it. You're deserving of love and respect and all of those things that we as humans have a right to. Know your rights. Know your rights. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening and tuning in to Lounge, Lift, and Learn. We hope that you have been uplifted and inspired by our real talk. Shelby and I are just real talk. We just want to come here and talk to you and let you get inside the mind of a couple of Black therapists. So thank you for listening. Like and share. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.